Yo. Hola. Hollow Cult, happy Wednesday. We're back. Intact. Uh, excuse my voice and my face. All that. <laughs> still, still working on getting over all that stuff. But happy to be here. Uh, shout out to Kyle for taking it on solo this weekend. I hate to have to back out, but there was no way that that was happening. Yeah, I can imagine. It doesn't sound fun. I am feeling quite a bit better, though. Good. So, should be back in the swing of things. Good. That's what we like to hear. How's everybody doing? Everybody missed me? I guess I was here last week. It's... I it is a blur, honestly. I don't remember working Thursday. I don't yeah. I remember like Saturday afternoon. From like Thursday morning, Saturday afternoon, just a wash. Just a wash. Never fun. <sighs> no. Uh yeah, thanks for all the well wishes, everyone. Much appreciated. Yeah, we need a lot of those. Say the wife just lost her mom the other day, her beautiful mom. So all the all the love will be appreciated to the wife. Yeah, definitely keep keep the Brady family and everyone in in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it's it's shaping up to be an extremely rough year for my my family a lot of loss already and a lot of family members and in kind of dire straits bad ways so all the extra love is is appreciated yeah seems like when it rains it pours the old it's, it's terrible it is terrible Hopefully things start to turn back around a little bit. Yeah. Gets rough just keep trucking forward all the time. Oh, I know. Yep, it's it's not fun. Loss is a hard thing for everybody. Yeah. Um, And it's just one of them inevitables that we all have to deal with at some point. Unfortunately, but we can keep it in our best wishes that we move on after this place. Yeah. Keep on uh, being fucking weirdos. It's the only thing we're good at. I know. Maybe that's when life gets extra weird. But I don't know. Life's pretty weird right now. Oh, man. I didn't really keep track of a whole lot over the weekend. Like I said, I was kind of probably a paranormal entity myself with the amount of uh, medication I had in my system. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. It was uh, my little brother's birthday. Everybody wish. Oh, happy birthday, Dilma. Happy birthday wish. 
in the chat. Happy birthday, Dilmo. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I did. Um, I did with my downtime get to watch that TMZ uh, documentary on the UAPs. Yeah, which that was pretty interesting. That was pretty interesting. If anyone has not seen it, it's worth checking out. Um, nothing really new at this point because everything that was released on there has been all over the internet, but it is kind of, um, interesting to hear it from directly from Corbell's mouth. And, uh, there's one part in the second episode that gets kind of, kind of real serious and real whenever the interviewer asks him if he's, if he's worried about uh, releasing all this stuff. He's real cocky right off the rip, and he's like, I'm a journalist, you know, I'm I'm bulletproof, basically. Oh, that's and, not true. And then he sat there, and he was thinking about it, and he goes, give me a minute. And then they cut back in, and he's like, I, he goes, I have no idea what I'm doing. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's It was crazy the way his demeanor, because if, if you ever listen to Corbell speak, he's real forward, real kind of like cocky. He was like, um, I'm a journalist. I'm untouchable. <laughs> and he sits there and kind of thinks about it. And he goes, give me a minute. Say, He's that's like, I have, not true. Yeah, he goes, I have been threatened. He goes, a lot of, uh, a lot of things have went on. He goes, and I have no idea what I'm doing at this point. He goes, I, I don't know what, would ha- what could happen. It's an interesting position to be in. Yeah. Well, too late for him to think about that now. Oh yeah, for sure. Kick the door down on that hornet's nest. It's already out, so what's gonna happen happens. Yeah. I started watching Hellier again. I got through most of the first episode. It's it's still got that vibe, man. Just weird. Yeah, yeah. Kind of pull you in a little bit. Yeah, it makes you wanna go look for weird shit. Makes you want, makes you want to get that next email. Makes you want to get that next like DM that's yeah. cryptic. You don't know what's going on. And well, I'm trying to think of what else I saw. Like I said, I haven't been much on anything really. I did see did that. You I see, think... did you see that the WF is planning for the next one? Uh, that disease, disease X. X. Yeah, yeah, I keep hearing him talk about it. Yeah, I I was looking into it a little bit. I think I had it this weekend. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So it's. I don't know how I feel about it. I have to dig into it more, but it's it's interesting to say the least because of the circumstances of the last one. Yeah, I'm. Pretty sure everybody's fully convinced that they knew that last one was coming well before it ever hit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And the more you logically break down the last one, the more you just kind of are like, "Huh? What happened there?" Yeah. What happened? <laughs> it is crazy that they essentially put all this shit out before it happens, and then it does happen. I guess it's not crazy, but like to the T. Yeah, it's kind of part of course. It is. It's it's weird 
watching the world unravel itself because the like at this point in the paranormal journey i feel like the water or the waters are muddier than they've ever been i really do i feel like they have capitalized on the self-consumption of the general public. They use conspiracies and and the people involved in them. Like, they just play fiddles with them. Oh, yeah. Because I just feel like they, they figured it out. And they just... I just feel like the manipulation is at, at an all time high. I really do. Because you can't, you can't tell what's real and what's not anymore. No, you just can't like, it's impossible because I saw some Joe, actually Joe Rogan. I don't know what you'd call it. They reposted it on Instagram. This guy breaking down the media and it was a, I don't know. They were protesting whatever it was. I mean, it was political bullshit, but they literally had two different signs. Like they were holding it and like it said something stupid political and all these reporters were there and they're taking pictures of it. And then they took a break and then flipped the signs and it said the complete opposite. And then all the reporters took pictures of it. <laughs> it does, I mean, it makes you think about what we talked about last week where we'll sit here and have a conversation and then people get back to us about the complete opposite conversation. And it yeah. really makes you wonder about the media you put out compared to the media that's consumed by your listeners and your followers. If, if there's something behind the scenes kind of, you know, manipulating that to whoever it goes to. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause we would never know. No. Cause we get those, we get those messages where it's like, yeah, I agree with you. And it's completely the opposite of what we talked about or where we stand. And <sighs> I mean, who's to say, that everybody's media consumption is programmed exactly to what they want to hear. I think it is. To be 100% honest, I think it is. That's why I think you can't. Which we've talked about, you know, we we express it from day one. You have to learn to read between the lines for yourself. Like, you have to. Because you can't. In today's world, you cannot take what I say as gospel. You just can't do it. I mean, I'm not here to lead anybody astray, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, even the people that you love the most, you can't. I just feel like the echo chambers are at an all-time high. And like you said, the the way they, they curate everything for what you want to hear. It's not what you need to hear. It's what you want to hear. Oh yeah. And you know, then they, they need you to hear it because they need you to stay exactly where you are. And they don't even like, I don't even feel like they have to manipulate that much at no. this point. Like everything. No, so, no, no, no. I saw a meme that I kind of quoted and put in the, uh, discord earlier today. It, it, it is par the course of how the world is today. And it's the people in 2020, Oh no, they're trying to microchip us with the vaccines. And then it said people in 2024 after Elon Musk really puts a microchip in a human and they're like, Haha, sick. Oh, that's true. 
It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's it is crazy. And you know that day is coming. That's not far off at all. Where people people are gonna want to merge with machine. They, yeah, they successfully did it within the last like two days. The first human trial was successful, whatever that means. Because think about, like, think about all the the upsides of of merging with a machine: stronger, faster, smarter. Uh, who knows how long it could expand your life. And I just think it's going to be Ultron. too appealing for people to say no. Yeah, that's a hundred percent to us. People who don't, people who refuse it will be, will be the odd ones out. Oh, for sure. Like, and once that ball gets rolling and I don't think it's going to ever stop. Because, oh, no. you know, if you, like I was thinking about the other day, you take in an in, in example like the military. Like once that, that process is perfected, I could see it being a requirement. If you join the military, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to amputate your limbs and we're going to put robot arms on because <laughs> that way you're stronger, you're faster, and you're never going to get tired because mechanical legs don't get tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. Because what would be the point of putting you and me on the battlefield with T1000s or yeah, you regular, know whatever? Regular humans become obsolete. Exactly. You know, we would just get turned to pulp. Yeah. One robot soldier would hit us in the head, and we'd be done. <laughs> just don't curse. That'd be the worst, oh, dude. It'd be terrible. You and um, me try running, and like. They're they're just jogging and not not even breaking a sweat, and you and me are thirty yards in and out of breath. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I'm going out, it ain't gonna be out of breath. Let's no, get it no, over with for sure. <laughs> ain't going down with my knees hurting. Just get it. Uh, Paranormal trucker, thanks for the uh, feel better vibes. I am feeling better compared to what I was Saturday and Friday and Thursday, but we're getting there. We're getting there. That's what we like to hear. It's just, I don't know, the world has become such a bizarre place to see mainstream people like just go hard in the paint with conspiracy and the absolute unexplained. I don't know, man. It's just been, it's been just unreal of late. And every time I pay more and more attention, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. It really is. It really is. I, I, was, I, I What made me curious about that disease X was that one, some dude, I forget his name, but he's making his rounds on Rumble right now. Um, he linked it to, to the Space Force. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's why I wanted to dig into it because I'm like, okay, I gotta know. And he was just ve- like real vague, cryptic about it. He stood in front of Napoleon's, uh, I guess burial chamber. What? It was it was fucking bizarre, dude. Absolutely bizarre. And I think he he quoted, 
you might have quoted uh, Napoleon. And just like it was like an overall warning about Space Force and Disease X. I mean, at this I, point, I know his his father was one of the the members of the the World Economic Forum and, and stuff. I don't know. It's just as big. You have to big send it conspiracy. To me about yeah. It. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta try to dig into this and see if there's anything there. But once you you know you start digging around on the internet for certain things, and it just kind of gets moved around and shuffled to where you can't find crap. Yeah. I was looking around on Twitter a little bit today when I had some downtime at work and uh, there was a discussion about disclosure and someone brought up a really, really good point that everybody keeps waiting on the government for disclosure, right? Like when's the government going to release disclosure? When's the government going to release disclosure? Well, these entities are so, I know I took a whole hard left turn here, but if they are so far advanced and and uh, so much ahead of the human race, why are they waiting on the government for disclosure when they can just come out in mass and say, "Yo, we're here, surprise." You know what I mean? I that that aspect of it kind of I never th- really thought about it before. I guess. But sitting there thinking about it, that aspect of it makes the whole that whole that whole section of the phenomenon come across really weird to me now. Like why they're not yeah, mass why, exposing? Yeah, why the gov why the government's at the top for the trickle down information when if these entities are so far advanced, when they can just be like, hey, we're not. Well, I mean I mean it's kind of going off the deep end. But you have the the rumors that there are backroom deals with said beings. You have the universe's karmic law that you hear about in, in conversations. Then you hear about, which to me is the most bizarre sounding version of it. You have the talk of like some type of the best way I could explain it would be some type of intergalactic council police force. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought about that too, a little bit, you know, and I know it, it sounds fucking crazy, but so doesn't interdimensional beings popping up at a Miami mall. Both of them sound fucking crazy. So, I mean, there could be a whole plethora of of, of reasons why they, it, they, they don't. Dude, I mean, I wouldn't even throw, I mean, anything at this point, I would not throw out or rule out. CERN cracked open a hole and they can only pop in once in a while. I don't know. You know, and if, if if these things rely on some type of technology, well, maybe it's hard to run this technology. You know, maybe they only get to do it once in a while. I don't know. 
I don't have the the answers to that question, but yeah, it's uh, it sat with me weird when I when you think about it, you know, like oh, for sure, for sure, because even if even if they didn't have what you would consider like being hyper advanced, even if they just had the the ability because they were a sixth dimensional being that they could just do whatever it wants, essentially. Realistically, like you said, what, even if there's only one terrorizing the planet, what are we going to do to it? Hmm. Nothing. Not Talk a thing. Yeah, that's it. We wouldn't, it would, it would, it would be able to do whatever it wanted. So there has to be, Logically, there has to be some type of barrier or some type of guideline that's preventing it. Because I'm not going to accept that it's all made up. We've come a little too far for that. Yeah. Yeah. This is neither here nor there, but it made me also made me think. I saw that... uh, Robert Bigelow uh, donated to Trump campaign, which is neither here nor there, but it made me think about when we were Egerson and they emailed you back. <laughs> it is, it is strange. That aspect of that whole scenario is the weirdest, the weirdest shit to me in the world. When I, I agree. Think about it. <clears throat> I agree. Uh, I don't even know if we talked about that. I know we've mentioned it a couple times here or there, but yeah. I don't think we talked about it in the actual like whole scheme of egress. When we were going hard in the paint, Kyle was throwing haymakers at everybody, and he just emailed Bigelow Technologies or whatever it is. Well, I was just following my intuition because it, it was like while we were dealing with egress, I kept saying to you it felt like we were connected to something. And it, I don't know what spun it, but there was these like incidents that happened where they made sense to me. And I can't, I cannot sit here and tell you exactly which ones they were, but I know for certain that one day out of the blue, which I mean, if you think about it, it does happen with Rogan, but Bigelow sits in with Rogan. And so I'm like, well, I got to listen to it. So I started listening to it and he, he starts going on this spiel about um, starting a contest for the best proof of life after death. Like that's his new focus in life. And just the way he was talking and acting, I don't know. It made sense to me for whatever reason. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to email him and see if they have any connection to egress at all and so i shot the email and all i got back was no <laughs> there wasn't like thank you for contacting you know bigelow industries you know we are not part of egress industries we don't even know who they are blah 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 blah, blah. no it was just no no sincerely thank you nothing it'd be like somebody I... if somebody mail emailed us and all we did was go no and then send that's the craziest, well, not the craziest, but one of the crazy parts is that, like, they didn't even have to respond. You no. know what I mean? 
I didn't expect a response almost, at all. It almost feels like they were distancing themselves from whatever it is. Oh, that's 100% how I felt. Like, they were like, we want no part of this. Goodbye. N-O. That's it. That's all it was. I don't even think it was capitalized. I think it was lowercase. It was just no. I wish yeah. I still had the email. I wish I wasn't such a clean freak and cleaned everything out. Because I can remember I even sent it from, I might be able to find it, but I even sent it from my personal email because I didn't want to make the connection that we were a podcast looking into something. I, I just wanted it to be a random person emailing it. Yeah. And that's what I got back. And, I, and at that point, which was probably what, 2021? Yeah. Yeah, probably. We, we were still small small circles at that point oh yeah 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 but i just didn't want him to see podcast and think well here we are with some nut nut balls trying to you know get big low on the show or something yeah (laughs) i mean it'd be cool i'd sit down and talk with him and i'd ask him to his face i'd just be like hey are you part of acres industries or you know anything about it or anything he'd say did you forget that email i sent you (laughs) it would be awesome if he just logged off at that point that would just completely awesome. left the left the interview. I'd be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> um, yeah, everyone, smash the like button and shout at strangers about the show, like Twist says. Yeah, please, that'd be appreciated. Yeah, but now we went full circle. Rewatching Hellier just makes you want something like that to happen like just something out of pocket no explanation just to get dropped in your lap dropped in your email dropped dropped wherever because chasing shit like that is it's fun it is it's scary but it's hella fun yeah yeah and it would just kind of be cool to be back in the shit a little bit yeah Bam Bam Robert Bigelow. That is his name from now on. Hell yeah. If he comes on the show, I'm going to only refer to him as that. I mean, I could could try to get Bigelow on the show, but I highly doubt he'll even bat an eye at us. I mean, he did email you back. Well, somebody there emailed me back. I wouldn't say it was him. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. JJ said, be careful what you wish for. Hmm. Yeah. I think the ship has already sailed on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of is what it is at this point. Uh, Fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll chat is wrong. Me to send, send Bigelow an email. I guess I'll send him another email. And, I mean, no, we do have, go. we are on a, on a talking basis at this point. So. I built up a little bit of rapport with him. You're like, <laughs> you're like, hey, you want to come on the show? And he just foyer, forwards the response from the last one. I hope, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, JC, yeah, I am still here, still kicking. Not back to 100% yet, but I'm close. I'm feeling quite a bit better. Still got a cough as you all get to listen to. Um Still a little bit congested, so you also get to listen to me sniff a lot. I know people love that on the show. Yeah, I'll get over but it. But we're getting there. Just like just like people love 
when you spread myths about the capacity of your brain that you use. Oh, do we, what do we get yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, it was a comment. It was funny. I Googled it and I stand corrected. It is a whopping 35% of our brains mm. that we're capable of using. Well, maybe if you were able to use 40, you would have known that. This is true. <laughs> uh, I saw somebody ask, I could ask what Hellier is. Uh, it is uh, weird. Is it a documentary? Yeah. I mean, technically, it's like a docu-series. Yeah. Docu-series. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, I think so, yeah. Greg and Dana Newkirk and the uh, Planet Weird people made it a couple years back. There's two seasons now, but the first one is uh, really well done uh, about Greg and Dana. They were ghost hunters, and they got this weird email about uh, these entities coming out of this mine in Kentucky, a uh, little weird alien kind of Kentucky goblin kind of things. And it just spins off the rails from there. It is, it's worth a watch, especially if you haven't I, seen it. I enjoyed the first it. season a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Bigelow and a hall sky beanie. I'll just, I'll just message them and be like, Hey, why don't you send us an address? Because I know Bigelow's down with the beanies. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook him up. And they'd probably just be no. But everything's worth a shot. I mean, hell, we we paid for a promotion that we never got, so we tried. And then we oh yeah, it. I mean he he might be back. Has has anybody else put any out? I not that I've seen. I think he probably got it in was well the, over his head when he was like, anybody oh, I'm sure. these in the first 48 hours? He probably has like 2,000. I'm pretty sure that when I sent it, we were only like, it was only like six hours in, too. Yeah. Yeah, he probably just cashed our check and said, see ya. I'm, I would not doubt it at all. It was a, a, a decent marketing ploy. I'll give you that. Yes. Yes. It cost us $25. To be let down by somebody cool, so thank you. There's still time, though. If he, yeah, if he comes through, I'll retract my statement. But until then, hmm. <laughs> I dig it. I dig. Yeah, it. I'm all about being able to change my mind whenever I want. You gotta adapt, man. You do. You can't just be married to one thing. Adapt and move forward. That's that's right. Your ideas, they gotta be able to change. Morph. Got a morph. I like morph. I like morph. Trying to think of anything else weird going on. Mm. Like I said, most of my week kind of felt like it didn't happen. I know it did. It probably didn't. Mm. I may have been in a NyQuil mucinex induced coma. There's nothing wrong with that. No. No. Nightbull's good for when you need to go night night. And I did. Yeah. So that's that's pretty pretty fucking solid sometimes. That's usually my go to whenever I'm like when I'm feeling trash trash. I don't remember driving home. I'll be like, let me get this Nike will. But I made it. I guess. 
I, I, I would like, say so. I would say so. Yeah. It's like quantum leaped into a new timeline. Well, I hate to break it to you, but this timeline still sucks. Uh, apparently, I didn't hit that point, JJ. The hallucinogenic NyQuil. I took a lot, and I don't remember if I was hallucinating. It wasn't good enough for me to remember. That makes sense. Yeah. Sudafed dream. Robitussin. Tussin. It's a dumb word, Sudafed. Because it has feds in it. (laughs) (laughs) Nerds. It is straight up nerd stuff. I can't think of much either of what has been going on of late. I know the, I mean, the the heavy prophecy from my episode where America is getting ready to go through two civil wars. That could be something. Might be yeah. something to that. Yeah. Might be something to that. What do you think we'll, what do, you think we'll do first? Uh, civil War or World War Three? Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like World War Three. Think so? Yeah, I honestly, and this is probably going to piss a lot of people off. I think I don't think there's enough ballsy people to do Civil War. Not without a big ignition source. Yeah, I get that too. Because I think we're just so I think we're just so used to just laying down. Honestly, me and brother John were talking about it today. Twizz just hit it out of the park before he said it. Americans are too complacent. There you go. That's exactly what we were talking about. I'm like, we're we are literally the people that will get 15 years added to our retirement, and we're gonna be like, "Fuck, this sucks." While we're doing our job. Oh, dude, I know. I was thinking about that the other day. Thinking not, about not causing how... a revolution, but. We're we're at work and you and me are next to each other on the assembly line going, Man, can you believe this shit? They added fifteen years to our damn retirement. Yeah. I, I know, Kyle, this is this is trash. The government takes since it's tax season. And I'm like everything. Yeah. They easily take half of what we make. Oh yeah. Bro, it's all it's a hundred percent about being right where you are for the rest of your life. Yeah, they don't want you to move up. You, that because that's bad for them. Yeah, there's not enough room they at need... the. There's not enough room at the top one percent. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> that's why it's the one percent and not the fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. Although there were a lot of fun facts in my episode that I wish you were there for. I remember when we were talking about it the last week we recorded yeah. and I was stoked to sit in on it, but I'm like, bro, that is not. Yeah. And that's all I had. That's all I had in the chamber. So I had to go with what I had, but there was a part on Atlantis and shit like that. And I'm like, man, Steve did a, that episode where there was the, the craft in the, in the ocean or the spot in the ocean where people were going missing and we, they, they theorized that it was an actual craft down there and they were attacking people as they got close. 
Oh, yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, he could probably elaborate on this a little bit. And he was, and he was another one that said that our DNA was altered to shorten our lifespan. They're shortening our lifespan, but they're extending our retirement. Yeah, I even I even said that because he he theorized that at some point, which is kind of weird if you think about it, because he said at some point we'll figure it out. Scientists will figure out how to unlock our DNA again and restore our original lifespan. However, it's also prophesized that in 2029 or 2036, we're going to get hit by asteroid Apophis. Apophis, is that right? That sounds right. I think it's Apophis. He said if it misses us in 29, it'll it'll loop back around and hit us. It's going to hit around Central Europe or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that, yeah. And apparently there is a way to stop that from happening, but it's going to require world scientific unity, and that's probably not going to happen. No. Actually, you know what? It's definitely not going to happen. No. You lost everyone at unity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how that goes. But it was, it's weird. Like it's as much, as much, as many red flags as there were with that dude. I still can't explain his predictions. It's, I don't know. Like, and you try to be smart and factor in the human element to people like that. But there's just still so much unknown information that you, you can only make so much of a, of a guesstimate with them. Did he really good question. take pictures of pterodactyls? Mm, I don't know. I hope. It's questionable. Some of, the, some of his pictures are highly questionable. Some of them you're kind of like, well, damn. Yeah. I I mean, if there is anywhere where pterodactyls still exist, it's going to be Atlantis. Project Red, there is a place where you can read them all. It's on... I think it's theyfly.com. I think this is a website. Just all you'd have to do is like Google Billy Meyer predictions and it you'll you'll end up on the website. I think it's theyfly.com. It could be wrong. And they do they're extremely long. Pterodactyls do fly. So it's not just a clever name. That's true. That's true. I did see a question under what threat would humans actually stick together? It'd have to, yeah, yeah. It would have to be impending doom. Like blatant. I feel like it would have to be Independence Day style invasion for everybody to be like, oh shit, we need to help each other. Yeah, it would have to be something. It'd have to be blatant. Real bad. It'd have to be blatant. Because humans are good at not liking each other, Very. killing each other, and like it couldn't it couldn't be like six giant UFOs over Walmart. Walmart. I was gonna say like a country, mm. like Germany or something, because you know other countries are gonna be like, well, that's not our fucking problem. That's their problem. 
Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be it'd have to be like global invasion. Mm-hmm. And even then, if these things were intelligent, you could also see this playing out. If they were intelligent and they had the ability to communicate with with other countries, what if they were just like, yo, Canada? If you work with us, we'll make it not so bad for you. Yeah. We'll kill you last. Yeah. We'll or eat like, your citizens last. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the, the you know that some people are gonna go, okay. Yes, we'll That's definitely immediately work with what you. I was thinking. I'm 100%. like, there are gonna be some turds that are like, hey, we'll work with you if you kill 100%. us less painfully. Hundred percent. Without question. People suck like that. And that's not me being a downer. That is me being a realist. People are not that cool. No. I'm not trying to pick on Canada. I apologize. It was just one that pops in my head. Maybe that's why they aren't full scale invading. Better to let us stay divided. I don't, I don't, I nowhere in my brain feel like if these entities are that much advanced that they see us a threat at all. No, absolutely not. No way. Because even if realistically think about it, even if, because you could argue that the government, the elites of the world, their technology, I saw a comment the other day, 500 times what we currently have. Even if that's the case, the mass problem with that is the population of the world is not in the same boat. So you might have that NAR-ass laser that can shoot a lot of stuff out of the sky. However, you're the only one. Therefore rest of the planet is under siege. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the the most threatening we could probably be is we're like gorillas at the zoo that somebody like dropped a box of matches in there and we're just like messing with them, you know? Like it could burn the whole zoo down. But we're just going to sit back here and watch see what happens, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they got nuclear capabilities but they just keep pointing them at each other and shooting them at each other and stuff so we're just gonna sit back see what happens let them do their thing yeah is there Jeez, I, I didn't know randomly mentioning countries would cause such yeah you have dilemma. you have caused it's so ridiculous a civil war in the chat i'm just gonna start making up stuff now hmm Country names, anyways. People are way too offended by uh, dumbass analogy. Yeah. The Hall Sky Mob. I like that. Hell yeah. I like the, the slipknot quote in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chat is definitely civil war. Whatevs. Get is it mad. a civil war if it's Canada versus the United States? Yeah, because Hollow Nation supersedes. Mm, true. So 
It's a one world hollow government. That's right. We are. Well, Twiz just declared war on Canada. Of course he did. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. The declaration stands. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Declaration stands. Who do we think are misinformation agents? Uh, Like in current time? Yeah. Or just Uh, overall? I I don't know. Honestly, there's so much bickering, like as far as, as far as like disclosure and UFOs go, there's so much bickering back and forth. I don't, I I feel like there's a good chance that everybody could be a disinformation agent and they just don't absolute know it yet. facts. Sorry, absolute facts. Had to throw that out there. Yeah. Goddamn. I feel like a lot of people could be disinformation agents, whether they know it or not. I was going to say that. I feel like essentially everyone is in a weird way. Like your, your media outlets, 100%. That's all this disinformation and yeah. and shit stirring. Social media stuff, ninety nine point eight percent of that stuff is all bullshit. Because if you think about it, like the ones making the biggest waves are the ones who have just primarily heard things through the grapevine. Oh yeah, heard absolutely down the path. So they're they are taking what they have been told by experiencers and um what's the word i'm looking for yeah anyway taking that as truth and then putting it out there which i feel like is not a uh total bad thing no because it keeps conversation moving yeah you know what i mean it keeps people talking about it but the the problem is is that whenever you're purposely deceiving said person to get a a ultra deceiving scenario story experience out there to muddy the water on purpose. Yeah. And it kind of, it does kind of suck. Man, I feel like I got something in my eyeball. Not fun. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like most people are probably disinformation agents. Like Steve said, whether they know it or not, I think yeah. there's, I just think that there's, there's, they, they figured out a way to profit off of all that shit. The oh, disinformation, yeah. the propaganda, the, the confusion, the anger of every, like anger is such a motivator when it comes to all that. Anger and fear are probably the two biggest motivators. Yep. Because at the end of the day, anger and fear typically results in dollar signs for the upper upper class. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's weird if you think about it. Like, like if, if all of the Holocaust got together at a function and we're all happy and just share love with each other, our brains don't go, fuck, an asteroid's coming, I gotta go buy shit. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
like joy and and love typically doesn't result in like a panic situation where you're like, I have to go prepare or get this or there's no like love and joy doesn't equate to like greed or envy or anything else. It just like everybody's content in that moment, right? Like yeah, you don't even want to the only thing you want to do is live in a, and exist in that moment. You don't want anything to change. But when you're anger or envious or or scared, you're typically looking for something. Yeah. Something to fill fill those voids and make it better. Yep. Jader hit it. It's our bread and butter, fear and hate. It's crazy. And I know that there's been there's been several times where I've gotten kind of tripped up in that where you're like, well, I better go out and get some of this shit. Yep. You know, it's, I better get it. How our brains are wired, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is strange. And it it sucks too, because when you realize that, you're like, fuck. Think about how easily I just got played right there. Yep. You know, and they I and I hate to bring it up, but whenever they're like, oh, we're going to track or ban all pew-pew stuff. Everybody's like, well, shit, I better go out and get stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in, in my and I, I, I enjoy those things. So in my head, I'm like, fuck. You know, you go and then you, you kind of rush around to try to find stuff. Spend and that then, money, baby. Spend yeah, that money. Yeah, and then months down the road, nothing fucking happens. Prices went up, sure, but prices went up on everything. Yeah, It wasn't just that. And there wasn't like it was gone forever or it, 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 I don't know. I just feel like there's so many purposeful smoke and mirrors that get set in front of you. Almost like we were talking about earlier, how your social media is specifically curated. Well, so aren't these little mini um, catastrophes, so to speak. I feel like they're, they're directed at specific consumer markets. Yeah. Like, oh, biggest... we're going to tap into the 2A people this time. Oh, we're going to tap into the vegans this time. And they just kind of keep shuffling it around. Yeah. I feel like probably our biggest curse as a species is that we are horribly predictable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and for once, sure. Especially with our uh, consumerism we we follow we follow the same path consistently mm-hmm. consistently oh yeah and we're all we're all blatantly guilty of that oh yeah if you say you're not you're a liar i'm sorry you can try to hide from it but it's it's like you're it's, ingrained yeah look at any any and kind of it, like I consumer is, marketing man. yeah look at any kind of consumer marketing i remember sitting in pepsi sales meetings and the consumer marketing you're like the, as deep as they dig into this, even from like can style to to color coordination to where they put stuff in the stores, like it is primed for simple human brains to to, to do what we've always done. Just can continue the the uh, path that we do all the time, you know. Like Walmart, Walmart constantly changes their stuff around, and that's done on purpose. So that way people have to walk around and explore more and then they see something shining. They're like, oh shit, I forgot. I needed one of these. Then yep. you buy it. Yeah. I mean, even if you didn't it's, need it. It's wild, man. You buy it's it. It's wild. I'm kind of, 
it's kind of cool because I'm kind of like mentally falling back into this conspiracy rut where I'm I'm really I'm really vibing the conspiracy stuff here lately. It's been it's been uh scratching that itch for me. Yeah, we are definitely creatures of habit. Creatures oh, of for sure. And and that's something I try to bring to the table when we talk about some of these cases, like with uh, my Billy Meyer episode, how like you, you look at some of this guy, these guys photos and some of them for me are incredibly hard to be like, yeah, this is fake. And like I, I told everybody in the episode, I mean, everybody in here has probably seen one because it's actually the, I want to believe poster from the X-Files. That's one of his photos. So almost everybody has seen one of his pictures. Oh, if you've seen X Files, yeah, if you've seen X Files and you've seen the "I Want to Believe" uh, poster, that is from his photo book. That is wild. Yeah, and so some of them are they're incredible, you know. And then there's some of them where, like the one with the pterodactyl. There's that picture, and then there's a a, a book cover that somebody found. And I don't remember what the book was called. I could find it if I need to, but the picture he took is virtually identical to the pterodactyl on the cover of this book, except his is a little bit more blurry and grainy Damn around it, the Billy. edges. So you don't know if he manipulated that photo somehow because you get, I think he took those photos in like the 70s. Damn it, Bill. So it's not like he had Photoshop. Right? He just so, shook the book as he took the picture. Maybe. I don't know. But it, it makes you wonder, like I, I brought up in the show, you know, was, was this guy actually genuinely experiencing things? And I know he plays modest. He plays like I'm not that important of a person. But what if, what if some of these pictures are real and some of them aren't because... Kind of like us with Egress, at a certain point, it starts to dwindle, and he doesn't, he's not ready to let that go yet. Where we, we let it dwindle. It's like, all right, whatever, it's done, it's over with. There's nothing new to kind of, and we do reference it, but it was a wild time in our life. However, I it called made the me number wonder, for like four months straight. Yeah. I feel you, Billy. Right. So it made <laughs> me wonder if he, he tried to drum back up that like rush he was looking for, almost like a drug addict, you know? Yeah, I I mean, I get it. And then there's also things to consider him working in law. I guess I guess it would be law enforcement. I'm not 100 percent sure. But after he got out of the French Foreign Legion. He started he went to the Middle East, apparently, and began hunting serial killers and shit like that to bring them to justice. And he earned, he earned like a moniker with all of them. And they, they used to call him the phantom. Billy. It it almost, yeah, it almost, but it almost makes me wonder if he didn't work with some type of intelligence agency. 
And if that's the case, well, there's a whole new spin to the entire situation. That's true. That's true. You know, so it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, at the end of the day, you can't argue his predictions and what, what is potentially scarier now that I think about it. If he actually did work with some type of intelligent agency, because we've, we've heard of, um, the yellow cube. And I think it's the chronovisor, these devices that allow you to see into yeah. the future. Imagine the manipulation power an intelligent agency could could do with that type of information. You could, because the best way to, to fool people is to give them a little nuggets of truth. Or, yeah. you know. Spin it. Yeah, rightfully predict a couple of them and then start putting in your shit so you can further guide the herd, so to speak. Yep, spin it. I don't know, man. It, it's it's weird. The whole the whole story is bizarre with Billy. But the cool thing about it is that him and his people, they're open to any challenge anybody has. You can you can get a hold of them and, and challenge them, and they'll they'll present the proof. Apparently, that's crazy. I wonder how many of his predictions have came true so far. I think they estimated two hundred and fifty. Out of how many did he make? I wonder. Like, what is his percentage? I'm not sure. Which that's more predictions than I got true. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But the Billy Meyer case is interesting. Yeah, I I um had seen a little bit on him years ago before we started the show because I remember vaguely remember some of the photos. I remember I don't know if I watched a documentary or if I was just snooping around on the internet or what I was doing, but I remember the photo albums and it had having the pterodactyls and shit in it. I'm ready for a good conspiracy one, though. Or what else would I be feeling? Your Hellfire Farm one was pretty wild. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Hellfire. Something along those lines. That's where I'm kind of vibing right now. I want to go investigate the Hellfire Farm, but that's a long way away. Yeah, I'm not that big on crossing oceans if I don't have to. Yeah, I get that. Speaking of conspiracy, I did watch, like, I was documentary in here Sunday. Uh, I watched this, I can't remember if it what it was from, but uh, it was called The Fifth Plane, and it was about 9-11, and um, this plane that they grounded at JFK after the whole attack began, and they were interviewing the pilots and the... Uh, crew and staff and stuff and they were talking about these there were four people in first class they were acting all weird they kept trying to get the plane to take off because something happened and they had, they had pushed back the uh takeoff time a little bit and um these four people in first class were like we need to go we need to get this plane off the ground yada 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 well about that time uh it started coming through that they were hijacking planes right mm-hmm 
So they immediately ground all the all the planes in JFK and evacuate. And the the uh, pilot said, "I got the." He said, "I got the most chilling call I'd ever received from our air traffic controller." He said, "We are grounding all flights. Evacuate the plane. You are on your own." Oh and shit! He's like, he's like, at that point, he's like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. But anyway. Long story short, they start looking in to this plane. I think it was Flight 23 or whatever it is. I can't remember. But the f- plane that was parked next to it, they said that they had uh, they had evacuated the few passengers they had on, right? And then the crew gets out. When they come back through, the bottom panels on the plane, like to get in from the underneath into the cabin, are open. They're popped off, which uh the people on the plane were like well this couldn't have happened because they're right in the doorways right you can't get off if these panels are lifted the carpet's pulled up and these panels are open so they they're assuming that someone on the ground had something to do with this plane so they're doing an investigation and stuff and then um i guess the big head of jfk airport contacts the pilot afterwards and uh told them that the plane next to them on the runway that was one digit different from their flight number, their their nose number, they found a bunch of box cutters in the back of the seats in in first class. So I think somebody on the ground was supposed to get it into that plane, but just misread the numbers. It was crazy. It was like an hour long. That's scary. But I was going down that rabbit hole, and it was like, holy shit. Because, Because they said the first... The four people in first class kept, I was, they were evacuating and they kept asking, uh, did one get the White House? Did one get the White House? Which is weird because one didn't. Yeah. We ought to, we ought to do an episode on that one day. Yeah. If you get a, I think it's, it might, it might be on Tubi. I don't know. I was watching you Tubi for Tubi. being, for being free. Tubi's not bad. Not sponsored, but. But I did watch that, and that was weird. Once once they got to that point where they're like, and they, when they went through the plane next to us, they did find box cutters tucked into the back seats of the first class, like two or three tucked into the back seat of first class. Um, That's scary. And that plane had had no passengers on it. It was still parked, so it's not like someone got them on there and put them on there. They think somebody was on the ground helping them. Right. Pretty fucked up. Man, I'm t- I'll, I'll try to fight people with box cutters. Oh, yeah. bro! Box cutter blades like this big. Like I'm, you're not, you're not even hitting anything vital on me. It's gonna, gonna fucking like hurt. Four inch blade before you get even into anything good. Yeah. Let's not lie, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, but if there's I, a bunch of us, we I got cut myself this. with a box cutter. Yeah, oh, thinking of a box cutter cut makes me feel gross. Yeah, Ugh. it hurts. It's like the is it? It'd be like the most gnarliest paper cut ever. That's kind of how I equate it. Oh, yeah. Gnarliest paper cut. You know what's going to hurt even more than that? Being in a plane that hits a building. True. So. You got to weigh your options. Uh, what else did they say? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, like. uh, One of the people in the. First class, they said there was a young boy, probably eight or nine years old. 
and he kept asking to see the inside of the cockpit. Kept wanting to go in and see see the controls, and they're like, "No, we don't do that anymore, right?" Yeah. So once they started finding out the uh, planes were being taken over, the pilot and the co-pilot, they're like, "We uh, wedged our luggage underneath the door handle, so nobody could get in." They said, "We don't really have weapons in here," so we had a fire extinguisher, extinguisher, and then they had this little like. It's like a panel axe where they can like pry the panels off the side of the plane if they got to get out and shit. Yeah. And that was it. Well, something's better than nothing. Yeah. A fire extinguisher upside the head is not going to feel good. I think Birdie just called me fat. Kind of did. Yeah. And Burton donated $2 and said, thanks for signing the poster. Oh, You're shit. much welcome. Shout out Burton, local legend. The local yeah. legend himself. Glad it made it. Oh, just kind of. Yeah, that'd have been a terrifying situation, though. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be on. I, I, I don't know. No, not cool. No, not cool. But it, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting take because they interviewed a lot of the people, like the flight attendants and the pilot and. It was definitely made you think. Yeah, it's it's terrifying to be that vulnerable in, in a situation. Oh yeah, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever's going on in that in that plane once it's off the ground. Yeah, because yeah, if the pilots go bye bye, then oh man, yeah, oh man, I know they try to walk you through it, but holy moly, could you imagine? Yeah, no. I crash cars that I drive. Bro. <laughs> the amount I would I would have a stroke. I would just you I would be under so much stress. Me watching YouTube while I'm trying to fly. Well, that's what see Same what would happen I watch is YouTube trying to drive. What would happen is I would have to fly, and you would have to watch YouTube. And I'm not talking about YouTube how to fly. I'm talking about like mystery channels on YouTube while you're no, trying you, to fly. Then I would yell at you and say, no, you have to tell me how to fly this plane. I can't do both at once. I'd say, what goes up must come down. I'd say, no. <laughs> I'm landing this thing. I'm going to land it in a river. You don't like water. I know, but I'll be that. I'll be the next famous pilot. I forget his name, but it was like Bernie or something. I don't know. Yeah, landing is the hard part. Well, once obviously, it's in the air, once it's in the air, you're good. Yeah, it wouldn't until it wouldn't you got to go down. Hard. That's what I'm saying. I, you got to watch videos on how to land. I don't watch videos on YouTube how to drive. Whenever I'm watching YouTube as I'm driving. Well, you have to. Whenever I'm, that's why you're not going to fly. I'll fly. There's a lot of buttons and switches in the cockpit of a plane. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't Flip know which ones to push. Flip them all. And the thing with headsets and communication, if it's anything like Call of Duty, we're basically it's already always fuzzy. That's true. That's true. And we could just get Adidas track suits, and then we're definitely going to be good pilots. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll just be playing my Apple Music through the rest of the plane. New metal playlist. Cool. I do like some new metal once in a while. <laughs> At least uh, we'll go down in style and with some good tunes. Steven Rogers won't let me send super chat money. Oh, Steve, the speaking of which, this is way off the rails here. But since we didn't get to communicate prior the episode tonight, you know Limp Biscuits coming to town? Let's go. That's where I'm at. I'll go. That's kind of where I'm at. Me and John talked about it. I'm a hundred percent game. Yeah. All right. We'll have to we'll have to link that up. I need to get Fred Durst to wear a Hollow Sky shirt. Obviously. On stage. Obviously. Just email them like I emailed Bigelow. They're kind of the same. I try to message him on TikTok all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, but he doesn't follow us, so I can't talk to him. His loss, technically. Yeah, I I apologize that I went way hard there, but. No, the excitement is the excitement is fully, (laughs) uh, yeah, expected and. Yeah, it's pretty. Sean brought it up to me the other day, and I was like, "All right." She's like, "You want to go?" And I was like, "Probably, probably." Yeah, I want. I haven't I been to a good concert in a long time. Hopefully, a mirror open long for time. them. They're coming back. I saw they are on a hell of a lineup. Yeah, I'm going. They got a really good lineup. Yeah. Chad's still staying paranormal. We're we're derailing. All right, guys. It's like me and Kyle didn't get to hang out this weekend and do weird. We stuff. didn't, and we're gonna so, have to try to squeeze one in. Yeah, prior before Monday, that's gonna be difficult. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm gonna be gone the next three days. Well, whole another state. Might, it might be a little bit difficult. It's gonna be a little bit difficult. Could be difficult or could be fine. <laughs> It's probably you know going mean? to be fine, though. It's probably going to be fine. Yeah. If you don't think about it. But yeah, but we do need listen. to link up link up with JJ at some point and get her on the show. Uh, yes, yes. Speak on some strange things. Yeah. We had we'd been talking about it a little bit in the Discord chat. Because I, I think from what you've told me, it would probably make for a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. Squeeze one in. That is, it is code twiz. It's hollow speak. For what? For squeezing one in. Oh, okay. Right. Um, You guys are wild in the chat tonight. We almost had a hundo again in here. I saw it at 99. I was even over here like creating. I didn't even even notice it. That's two weeks in a row. I didn't notice it. You guys you know, we were, we kind of derailed. There's a lot that went on the past couple of days, so I apologize for that. Yeah. Nothing that it was our fault, kind of out of out of control, but I hope I hope I hope that this year gets a little better. Yeah. So it's not, not a great start. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great start. 
It's just coming in hot. Yeah, we could use some cool stuff. Hopefully I wake up to an email about a guy who's got goblins crawling out of the mines. I forgot how... And it's local? That would be cool. Yeah, I forgot how creepy the footprints on there were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it was so... What's even crazier is that they 100% uh, listened to our episode. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was back when Greg Newkirk didn't hate me. This is true. Us too, James. Us too. James says, I'm blown away there aren't more people in these live streams. You guys are like the underground of the paranormal. Oh, well, I will, quality, yet, I, will like, that, I will take that. I will take that. underrated. I will take that title. I like that title. You'd be surprised. Some people don't like us. A lot Shocking, of people don't like us. Shocking, A lot of people don't. It's weird. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. At least they're we get made fun of us. a lot. We do. At least. Just listen to the Sky Meat episode. Did you ever get the jelly bean Sky Meat? No, we did get an email back though. I talked to the OG Jelly Sky Meat Bean Man. And he said the company, the uh, lab that created them has shut down since he had them made. But he was looking in to some other facets to try to get a new round made. And I'm like, we can help with the funding to get Sky Meat Beans. That would be created. weird. I also feel a little weird that now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that he's like, I got the, the lab that made him. Just sounds a little sussy when you use the word lab. Yeah. Makes you I don't feel actually know. Weird. New, Newkirk hates me. I'm just making that. He 100% hates you. I can't blame him. And then me. Guilty by association, so yeah. Sorry, it is what it is, man. Not everything's a dub. Oh man, damn, that's a good turn. Counter cool. I I gotta get some knee work first. Oh yeah, my back's not gonna handle pro wrestling. Knee work and probably lots of steroids. We could be announcers because technically we already have the equipment. Oh, shit. That would actually be really fun. That'd be sick. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, do you think that the lightning hit one of the flying jellyfish UFOs and created the meat shower? I hope so. That's a great I theory. I do now. Now that you put that out there, Quinn, I do think that's what happened. Yes. I like that. That is actually brilliant. Would you guys do an interview with the Newkirks from Hellier? Have you reached out to them before? Uh, yes, we would. And right when the first uh, season dropped, we were kind of in communication on Twitter a little bit, but then they got too you know, big. Way too know, fast. Twitter is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, I still haven't had. What do you call that? We'll just say ultra-dimensional beings contact me yet that I'm aware of. Oh. So I did kind of put that out on one of the night shifts, that as long as you can communicate with me without freaking me out, we can hang out. 
meat jelly beans. L, uh, if you listen to the Kentucky Meat Shower, what I can't I'm, remember the title. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, if you listen to the Kentucky Meat Shower episode, uh, we go into it. A guy actually, a professor at a college actually had jelly beans made from the flavor profile of the piece of sky meat that they kept. And he would let people try it. And I emailed him to see if there was any left so we could also try it. But unfortunately, there is not. See, I'm out here doing the hollow work for you guys. Trying to get you some meat beans, some hollow snacks. And still people, some people don't appreciate it. Some people don't like us. Why do I need to upgrade my internet? My internet's already max upgraded, Birdie. I invented the internet. This is true. I was there when he did it. So, I'm not sure. Steve has fiber. Yeah, I have fiber. Yeah, I don't yet, but I will someday. I still have really fast internet, though. Yeah. My fiber is optic. Hmm. Interesting. There were no meat beans there. Where were there meat, not meat beans at? I don't know. Twizzen oh, invented 40 Airways jelly bean buffet. Oh, no, there were no meat beans at 40. <sighs> I'm sorry to say this. I'm actually not a fan of jelly beans. Uh, I'm indifferent. If I never eat a jelly bean again for the rest of my life, I don't think I would bat an eye, honestly. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like this. I don't despise them, but I'll never pick them. I would eat one if I had to. A meat flavored jelly bean or just any jelly bean? Any jelly bean. Mm, Yeah, I'm just kind of. I would try a meat flavored one, but it would be fucking strange. Yeah. I would try it just because it's so weird. No, now Twiz, come on. I like I like gummy bears and stuff. Those ain't bad. Fortean Airwaves 2.0 needs to happen. There is there was talks. Like I, that I'm in agreement. Yeah, that wasn't like we weren't in any way like associated with that being put together. Like we were asked to be there as guests. So where that goes from here we are not sure, but there was talks in putting it together and possibly having it uh, somewhere else in the country. That way people have uh, other people have kind of an opportunity to try to get there and hang out. We've been looking at other cons coming. We've got to get to CryptidCon this year because the weird, big haired alien guy is the first speaker that they announced. We got to go and give him a shirt. All right. Fuck it. Let's go. So we're at least going to show up. Yeah. And just walk around and be rock stars because that's that's all we that's we all do. we ever do at Crypticon. We'll just do we just do this the whole time. I feel like we're still small peanuts for Crypticon. Yeah. And every other con. That's true. <laughs> we always. The only one that felt at home. I mean, well, not the only one because the. The spiritual one definitely felt at home, but the with Ed, but 
the 40 and one felt at home too. Yeah. 40 and one was fun. Yeah. It's pretty smooth. Like the other ones that we've gone to, we just kind of, I don't know. We, we kind of just, yeah, we just, just hover. We hover. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. We hover. Uh, Burton Crypticon is in Lexington and I'm not sure the dates. It's usually in the fall, late fall ish, November, December, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's usually in the fall. It's huge, though. We went. We didn't go last year, but we went the year before. Monstrous. Did we? I, no, I thought we went last year. No, we didn't go last year. We went the year before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep, I remember now. But it was. It was. It was. Remember, it was so much bigger than the first time we went. Yeah, we were. We were there, James. The uncomfortable convention. Well, that's forty airwaves. Are you talking about Bigfoots and Brews? Uh yeah. Uh yeah, he's done the second one. I imagine I he's when last time I talked to him, he said the second one was also very successful. So I can see the third one oh, definitely good. coming through. Good. I was supposed to go to that and just hang out, but something came up. I can't remember. I was just gonna go and kick it. Is that the same time as the Mothman Festival? I think the Mothman Festival is in September. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. There's so many fests and stuff now that, like, we're kind of in that whole niche. Like, there are a hundred different Bigfoot festivals. and Yeah. Eric is a cool guy, James. He's definitely cool to be around. Yeah. Yep. It was solid. I'm looking yeah, forward to more. He put us on for 40 and airwaves and when that was the first time we'd ever met him face to face. And it was just like hanging out with an old friend. Yeah, it was awesome. Bigfoot and Bruce, September 14th. And yeah, maybe we can swing it and make it just kind of depends on the schedule this year. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a hectic year. Yeah, I really do. I feel like it's going to get kind of crazy. I'd like to go to Mothman. Just to Same. walk around. I would also Isn't like... Isn't that a crazy long drive for us? Yeah, like nine hours. I thought it was longer than that. Uh, let's take a gander at the If old it's nine hours, that's not bad. Google. I thought it was longer for some reason. I thought it was more like 14. Which I guess isn't crazy long. Arizona was crazy long. Let's look. Point Pleasant, West Virginia, from here. Seven hours and 57 minutes. Oh, shit, that ain't bad. Mm-mm. Couldn't do it in a day. Well, I mean, there and back in a day. That's actually but. shorter than what I'm doing tomorrow. Can you fly? Yes. Not, I mean, I mean can, technically. But my wings, get, my arms get really tired. Did I? Lions. 14 was Devil's Crossroads. What? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, that's where the uh, Egress agent wanted us to meet. Was it the Devil's Oh, yeah, Crossroads? yeah. I know that. What a nerd. Oh, okay. I got you. Got you. I just got you. What? Do what now? Maybe he was saying 14 hours was what it would have took us to get to the Devil's Crossroads, maybe. 
No. That's what? I don't Was that know. in Arkansas? I don't know. Alabama? No, I thought it was Mississippi. Mississippi? Louisiana? Somewhere. It's south. Yeah. I bet if we just drove south, we'd get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mississippi. I was right. Score one for me. Yeah. That's the only point I'm going to make. Devil's Crossroads. It would be kind of cool to go there. I would go there. You think Egress Agent, Clarksdale, Mississippi. You think he's still waiting for us? I hope so. Clarksdale, Mississippi. How far is that? You still have the coordinates you gave us? Six hours and 20 minutes. You still have the coordinates? The coordinates you gave us? Uh, Yeah, I think I kept all of them. Good. Let's go there sometime. All right. Just just because. Why not? We would have went this time, but he wouldn't show us his egress badge. Also true. Little scaredy boy. He just talks shit. Yeah. And then he's like, "You're off." And then tried making it our fault. All for our fault. Yeah. Yeah, Then took us off the email list. Shut up. Sounds official. You're on the nerd list. How's that? Got his ass. John offered to drive. All right, let's go. Means I can do a lot of napping. I nap when I drive. Yeah. I see Buzz Lightyear when you drive. <laughs> that was coming back from Crypticon. Yeah. Get this. We this did it that, was, day. that was when we very first started in 2019. We thought we were going to go down there and everybody was going to recognize us from the like 12 listeners we had at that point. Yeah. Nobody did. We drove all the way down to Lexington, hung out at Crypticon for like six hours. Then we're like, let's just go home. So yeah, stop that far drive. And drive, make the drive all the way back. It's the worst it idea awful. ever. I'm surprised we made it home. I don't think we did. I think that timeline shut itself down. I am we, actually in agreement because I don't remember anything past Fairview. We quantumly leaped to this timeline. I think we may have not have made it in that timeline. I feel like we quantumly leaped over the overpass when we were sleep driving. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, that was a we dumb were idea. 100% sleep driving. That was a stupid idea. I was fighting so hard to stay awake. I started hallucinating. Yeah, Kyle kept asking me if I saw Buzz Lightyear, and I wasn't seeing it. And then I was wondering if I was out of pocket or he was out of pocket. And it was it was bad. It was. Oh, uh, was, was that coming? Far. No, that was coming back from Dog Man that the Taco Bell guy happened. Yeah. Yep. Which is weird. That was weird. And we saw the we saw the plane stuck in the sky on the way back from Dog Man. Yeah. I think it was that one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was that probably. one. Probably. I think so. I don't know. It's all a fucking blur anymore. Where else did we go? We haven't been to that many. We've been to Dogman. We've been to Crypticon a couple times. Yeah. Uh, um, we've been to Van Meter Spirit, Visitor. Oh, yeah, Van Meter. I forgot about Van Meter. We've been to the Spirit Con a couple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the exact, the exact way the Taco Bell incident played out. What dude said? 
I know where we we talked about it right when we got home. Yeah. I can't remember. I think over the intercom, he said you got Steve with you. Yeah. Pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. It was weird. Because he said you by name. He said something else, too. I don't remember what it was. About the work we're doing. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're doing, like, God's work or something like that. You're doing good work, yeah. Yeah, Uh, something to that effect. We were coming back from Dogman for, uh, I think, Olivia asking here. We were coming back from Dogman. It was bright and early. We got up and started trucking early, early. So we're in this tiny little, like, nowhere town. Kyle's like, let's go to Taco Bell and get some breakfast. I'm like, oh, right, hell yeah. Oh, yes. That's a must. We go through the drive-thru. Dude's super chipper, super happy on the drive-thru. It's this little older guy. And Why do I have balloons? What the fuck was that? I have no idea. Why did that just happen? (laughs) Who sent Kyle the balloons? Can people do that? I don't know. I don't either. Taco Bell. Because I'm I'm not touching anything. Where did where's the option for that at? Happy birthday. I don't fucking know. Happy birthday, bud. It's not my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close to my birthday. Yeah. We didn't even mention birthday. Uh anyway. Okay. Yeah. We're there. Guy's super chipper, super, super nice to us. We order our crunch wraps and uh then we get up to the window. And this is a town we've never been in, right? We're clear like we are not that we're not recognized. Mm-mm outside of like our little community here and we get there but we're not recognized in our own town that is true that is also true and the dude looks across and he goes i see you got steve with you and i was like excuse me because kyle's driving and i'm in the passenger seat so you got steve with you and i didn't say anything at the time but then as he handed us our food, he said, you said something along the lines of keep keep doing the good work or keep keep doing. Yeah, and then he gave, us free, he gave us free uh, taco things where we get free tacos. Oh, yeah. He said, keep, keep doing the good work. And <laughs> JJ's got a point. He might have wanted us to see his badge. <laughs> That would have been fucking weird. He said, I see you got Steve with you. And we, as we pull out, I'm like, Kyle, did that guy say my name? And Kyle's like, 100%. Yeah, bro, you heard that too. I said, oh, cool. That's cool. I mean, the breakfast crunch wraps are slapping. Absolutely. They were legitimately probably some of the best ones I've had. And like Steve said, dude was so chipper, just kind of made your morning. It was one of those guys where... Yeah, even if you're having a, a bad day, morning, a great day. Yeah, you encounter somebody like that, and you're like, "All right, all right, I can take some of that positive energy." You know, I'm gonna turn this frown upside down because of you today. So thank you. Yeah, I want wherever that guy's at. I hope he's having a good day. Absolutely. It was weird though, having somebody you don't know say your name, because I I 100 guarantee you that that guy did not know us from the show. No. And furthermore, he probably would have had to recognize it just by our voices. 
coming over a shit intercom. It's true. Because we weren't doing the live show during Dogman. This mm-hmm. this hadn't started yet. Weird. And very strange. Which kind of makes sense because you were the one that was talking through the intercom. And then when we get up there, he says, I see you got Steve with you. This is weird, dude. Yeah. It was weird. Maybe we got Crunch Wrap roofied. And that's why we hallucinated a plane that wasn't moving in the sky? Yes. Does that make sense? To me, it does. And to me, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't weird. matter. Roofies or not, those those breakfast crunch wraps were banging. Yeah. yeah. Even with the roofies. And if it was a guardian angel with tacos, I'm okay with that, too. So that's totally a screen memory. That's terrifying. I'm also okay with I that like because it. the crunch wraps were still good. It's going to be hard to, to, to swing that one into a negative. Could have been. Uh, crunch wraps are still good. Burton's plug in uh, Van Meter at the fifth quarter bar and grill. Best chicken quesadilla I've ever had. Nice. That is all. I do like a good chicken quesadilla. Are screen memories false memories? Yes and no? Yes. Yeah, and because no. they didn't, they technically they didn't happen. I mean, they did happen, but they're not happening the way that you remember them. Yeah, so yes and no. Yeah. 100% yes and no. Imagine Sounds if the Taco a little confusing, Bell, but if you know, you know. The Taco Bell wasn't real. Yeah. We were just getting like dumpster snacks from somebody in a park somewhere. And we thought it was Taco Bell. It's actually a really creepy thought. Yeah. But still delicious. Crunch wraps were so good. So <laughs> still delicious. You can't yeah. uh can't argue, man. Crypticon is dope. Worth going to. Uh it's multiple days. Yeah. I think they do Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. So the speaker okay. schedule is massive. But um, the first time we went, it was small. It was like one small room. And then you had your like speaker auditorium. When we went, which then COVID hit and we didn't go. We went 2019. We didn't go in 2020. We didn't go in 2021. We went in 2022. And it was like five times as big as it was. It was way bigger. Yeah way bigger and it is awesome it was pretty cool tons of cool speakers there um who all did we see speak i can't even remember at this point took some pictures with some listeners yeah we'll try we'll try to go back this year see if we can make it yeah like i said i just feel like it's gonna be a busy year. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, busy. it is good. But I think it's about that time, Steve. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize it was quarter of time. Yeah. I only say that because I got to get up early and drive to Michigan. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a bit of a drive ahead of me. Yeah. All right. Hollow Colt, we're going to wrap her up. Thanks uh, for hanging out in the chat. Uh, 
Appreciate you all. Much love. Everybody keep uh, Kyle and Shauna's family at the forefront of your thoughts and prayers this week. It is rough. Um, But yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Stay safe. Stay weird. And if your dumpster snacks are scream memory as Taco Bell Crunch Wraps, it's not really that much of a loss, right? <laughs>